Good morning. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another time together on the prayer call this Thursday morning. If you were on and uh, for a few minutes beforehand, um, the the uh, music that uh, that was playing is "You Can Make a Way." I was listening to it and I thought, yes, God, you can make a way. I don't know how you did it, but you did it. Hallelujah. And I was thinking of that scripture verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I know this morning that there are many on the line this morning who need encouragement, who need strengthening, who need to know that God has made a way. And we don't know how he's going to do it. We just know that he is. So be encouraged this day. Um, I greet our uh, New Destiny family that I know are on the line this morning, and I greet our clergy and leaders who so faithfully serve, and all of the intercessors. Praise God for you. We're happy to have other pastors and their family joining in with us today. May you be blessed and strengthened for every task that is set before you, and may you know that God will make a way. And we don't understand sometimes how he does it, but he does it. But we're grateful to him that he does. Amen. So be blessed and be strengthened this morning on the, this call. Um, you're not here just because you were here to receive this morning. On the line this morning, I have uh, Minister Rodney Blanchard, praise God, who will bring the devotion this morning. Minister Rodney, how are you this early morning hour? Good morning, Elder Heather, and good morning to Bishop Smith and Pastor Adrian and our first family and to everyone on the prayer call. I just want to say good morning, and I'm excited, and I'm ready for this morning's devotion. Amen. Can you hear it? He's excited. Praise God. That should get you excited, too. And we also have Minister John Smalls with us this morning. How are you, Minister John? I'm so well, and miss everyone. Glad to hear you. Amen. We're glad to hear you, too. And, yes, we do miss each and every one of us, don't we? We are longing to be together, and we will be at some point. So praise God for that. We trust God in all things. Um, I believe also that we have um, Bishop on, um, Bishop and Pastor Adrian. Uh, they're on the line. So, Bishop, how are you this morning? Well, good morning, Elder. I am doing excellent as usual. God bless everyone <laughs> on the line this morning. It's good to be here. And it's Good to have you, praise the Lord, as it is to have everyone on the line today. Um, last night, if you were um, in service, uh, Wednesday night service, uh, Bishop was continuing in um, Isaiah 41.10. What a scripture verse that is. Bishop started uh, with, fear not, do not look around. Do not look around. What happens when we look around? All we can see right now, it seems, is trouble everywhere, which can easily take our focus 
away and off of God and who he is, that he's going to make a way. Um, And when the focus is taken off of the Lord, what happens is that a gateway for the enemy is opened for him to enter and take hold of your thoughts. The verse says, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. If we take our eyes off of Jesus and the word of God, that gateway then can cause you to yield then to the flesh. And when that happens, you become carnally minded, which will eventually lead to death. But if we yield to the spirit and allow him, he will lead to peace in the area of our mind. May we remind ourselves that we must fill ourselves up with the word of God, lest the enemy gains ground to fill us up with fear and discouragement. Lord, we greet you. We greet you this morning with love and adoration. You are a most holy and a most righteous God, a most loving God, a most faithful God. You are a God who never leaves us, nor do you ever forsake us. I pray, Father, that your holy presence be felt in the lives of your people this day. Take us to that special place in you of rest and strength and where the enemy cannot find us. For the fragrance of Christ is all around us. I pray in Jesus' name. Minister Rodney. Good morning. Um, I deem this an honor as well as a privilege to bring the devotion this morning. Our scripture uh, reference is going to be found in Proverbs 25 and 28. This happens to be the amplified uh, amplified, uh, version of the Bible. The word of God reads, like a city that is broken down and without walls, leaving it unprotected, watch this, is a man who has no self-control over his spirit and sets himself up for trouble. And my subject this morning is allow the word of God to dominate your thinking so it may flood your heart with faith. Wow, that's powerful. Allow the word of God to dominate your thinking so it may flood your heart with faith. Now, with all that is going on today, COVID-19, the racial, the racial tension and the unemployment is on the rise and division throughout the world now seemingly seeping within the body of Christ. If there ever was a time that we as believers must stand on the word of God, children of God, the time is right now. I want to tap into the topic, and then I will tap into the assigned scripture. Uh, But the first thing I want to do is I want to bring some illumination and briefly expound on we must allow the word of God to dominate, the, the logos of God. You see, Jesus is the living word, and the word made flesh, and the Bible is the written word. Both are the logos. The living word 
is revealed in the written word, and the written word leads us to the living word. The Bible says in Psalms 119 and 105, your word is a lamp to my feet, Father, and a light on my pathway. You see, God's word word should not just be on the side of your bed like those Bibles we see on vacation in our hotel rooms. They never, that never seem to be touched. But the word of God should be written on the tablets of our hearts. I'm reminded by Matthew when he said in verse chapter 6, verse 21 was, for where your treasure are is, there will your heart be also. We should allow the word of God to dominate our thinking so that it may flood our heart with faith. Watch this. The word of God is, is like a seed. First Peter 1 and 23, it, it, it suggests that the word of God produces life and has potential to produce eternal life. Hebrews 4 and 12 suggests that the word of God is like a sword. It's a two-edged sword, and the word separates the things of the flesh and the things of the spirit. And the word of God is like a star in 2 Peter 1 and 19. It suggests that it guides the believer to Christ. So the word of God is important to your lives, more important than you really believe. And the second word I want to expound on is the word dominate. We must allow the word of God to dominate our thinking. Let me pause for a moment and define the word dominate. The word dominate is defined as to exercise complete control over, be in command of, be in charge of, rule and govern and have the upper hand. And my question to you this morning, what is in control over your thoughts? What are even or who is in command over your thoughts? What is ruling and governing your thoughts. A Dutch scholar uh, once said, a man cannot govern a nation if he cannot govern a city. He cannot govern a city if he cannot govern himself. And he cannot govern himself unless his passions are subject to reason. When you allow the word of God to control and govern your thinking, your heart will be flooded with faith. Well, what do you mean? Well, when you allow the word of God to dominate your heart with faith, it will be like a flood. And you do know what a flood does and how a flood operates. A flood overflows. A flood saturates and removes anything that's in its way. And I really don't know who this is for this morning, but there are some things that are going on in your life. And I declare that the flood gates of faith, I said the flood gates of faith will inhabit your heart, and they shall be removed, whatever it is, in Jesus' name. This morning's scripture is found in Proverbs 25 and 20, uh, chapter 25 and verse 28. It says, like a city that is broken down and without walls, leaving it unprotected. The first thing I want you to see is the word of God provides you with protection, like a city that is broken down without walls. Walls are often referred to 
as things we need to break down and overcome. However, when we look at walls in this scripture, walls represent a former defense. They represent a structure that needs protection, that provides security. But the word of God will provide protection when it seems like the walls of your life, hallelujah, are tumbling down. When your walls are down, watch this, the enemy attacks. He sees that your enemy, that your walls are down. So he attacks your faith and he attacks your mind and he attacks your words and he attacks your peace and he attacks your hope and he attacks your family and he attacks your, fa- your marriage. I can literally go on and on. And that's why it's important to know that the word of God will provide protection and you need your walls built back up. And, and that's why it's important also to have a scripture on hand, the word of God. In 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3, but the Lord is faithful. I said, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and he will protect you from the evil one. And when you are not in the word of God, you are an individual who has no self-control over your spirit and you are set up for trouble. Now watch this. Not only does the word of God provide protection, but the word of God provides you with the power to have self-control. Peter the Great uh, quoted this by saying, I have been able to conquer an empire, but I've never been able to conquer myself. Oh, my God. I've been able to conquer an empire, but my biggest obstacle is myself. You see, self-control is the art of controlling oneself our thoughts, our feelings, our desires, and actions. And where do we get this power from? We get this power through the Holy Spirit. We get this power through the word of God. And the root word for self-control is the word, watch this, strength. And in scripture, self-control speaks of having the strength to keep oneself in check. One who holds on to himself and someone who does not live in bondage to anyone or anything. The word self-control in Scripture contains the ability to live in this world, watch this, but not have your garments spoiled or soiled by this world. Therefore, our actions need to be in line with God's actions, and so do our, watch this, reactions. And I'm not saying that we have to be perfect like Christ, Because the Bible clearly says that we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But Christ is our perfect example. 1 Peter 2 and 22 says, He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21 says, God made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Christ is our perfect example of how to exhibit self-control. So I know we cannot be perfect like Christ, but we can strive, watch this word, to resemble Christ the best we can. 
May I su- submit a suggestion to you this morning? So sometimes when you feel like you do not, you do not have enough self-control, when your self-control is out of control, replace self-control and say Christ control. We must do our best to resemble the life of Christ. I said replace self-control with the word Christ control. Do your best to resemble uh, the life of Christ, the way Christ loved, the way Christ gave out, uh, resembled peace and compassion. Do your best to resemble the thoughts of Christ and ask yourself, how would Christ respond in certain situations? How would Christ respond to that individual who uh, who almost ran me off the road or who's talking crazy to me in, 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 in the supermarket? You see, cruise control is a great feature to have in your car, especially traveling long distances. But with without self-control, watch this, pressing cruise control could be potentially dangerous and a fatality could occur. Well, what do you mean, Minister Rodney? Even though using your cruise control is a convenient device, if used during a snowstorm or a rainfall, an accident is waiting to happen. And too many of us in the body of Christ have our lives on cruise control during the wrong time of our lives when we really should be exhibiting self-control. And my question to you this morning is your life out of control? Is your life on cruise control? Are you exhibiting self-control? Or do you need to replace self-control with Christ control? You see, by allowing the flesh to yield to the spirit, much progress, progress can be made in the kingdom. In my conclusion, let me reiterate the importance of allowing the word of God to flood your heart with faith. Faith-filled thoughts and faith-filled words. And I challenge you this morning, seize the reins of the runway horse that is in your life. Grab a hold and steer and begin to steer your faith-filled life in the direction that you want to go. Stay on course, stay focused, and stay determined and finish the course. And when things get out of control, you can no longer stay in control. Just ask Christ to take control. Oh, that's good. Thank you, Lord. And lastly, if you want to be victorious in your Christian walk, exercise your spirit-given self-control that will help you respond in obedience to the commands of the Scripture. And not only will you grow in your spiritual life, but you will grow in leaps and bounds in your faith. Let me pray for you this morning. Father, we honor you. We bless you. We thank you for this time of devotion. We give you the honor. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. We lift up your name. Father, we just want to allow the word of God to dominate our thinking, the logos of God. We want the word of God to be like a lamp to our feet and a light on our pathway. We want the word to to be hid in our heart. And so, Father, I pray for every individual on this morning's uh, call this morning. I pray that you allow them and you open up their thoughts and you allow them to have access to your word. And, and Father, we, we come against the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. 
Father, we pray right now when his attacks come on our mind and his attacks come on our faith and his attacks come on our words and our peace. Father, we ask that you come through for us in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that you will be faithful and you will strengthen us and you will protect us from the evil one. And I declare all of this in the name of my son and Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. And amen. Wow. Wow, Minister Rodney. If you could see me, you would have saw me just clapping my hands and smiling from ear to ear. What a word this morning. Thank you for allowing the Holy Spirit to use you in the way that he did. You said so much, I could not even keep up with you in taking any notes, but you were rich with nuggets that should have encouraged everyone that is on the call this morning. And you talked about self-control. If we don't have self-control, it sets you up for trouble. But you went on, and finally you were saying about price control over self-control. I love that. Price control over self-control. And you said to let the word dominate your life. Let it dominate your life. Who and what is dominating you? You spoke about a flood, and as you were talking about the flood, I was thinking about a flood. There is not one place when a flood comes that it does not touch. Mm. So if it's a flood to the negative, it will flood and seep into every corner and crevice. But if it is the flood of the word of God, it will flood every corner and every uh, place within you, Mm. flooding you with who he is and the strength that he gives to us. Yes. So, yes, let's let the word of God flood our hearts today. We need that strength. We need to be encouraged. Everywhere that we look, it can take our focus off of the word, away from the word, causing us to uh, not be in control. Mm, We've got to remain strong in the Lord. We've got to. People, you have got to remain strong in the Lord. And if what you hear by way of the news or conversation, if if it pulls you down, mm-hmm. separate yourself from it. Get away from it. Get yourself into the word. You got me fired up this morning, Minister Rodney. Mm-hmm. Thank you so very much. And I know others on the line are saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise God. At this time, I'm going to ask um, Minister John uh, to come. He is going to pray over any and all of the requests that have come in this morning. Um, And please, remember to send your request to us. This is what this is about. It's a prayer call. We want to be able to pray for you and for any requests that you have, that you will be strengthened, or your family member that is standing in the need of prayer. We want to pray for them. So please 
send your requests in. You can do it through our website. There is a, a link there that will take you to uh, where it says prayer requests in just a minute. So praise God for that. Minister John, if you will come now, please. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. We have one request for prayer, and the young lady's name is Dolores Johnson. Dolores Johnson. And her request is that her oldest sister, Frances, is in the hospital, and she has an infection to her pancreas and in her colon, and she is in lots of pain. And they can't give her morphine because she's also on dialysis. So she's asking for prayer. She emailed in for prayer. And when I saw that, I thought of the scripture in Matthew 8, when the centurion soldier went to Jesus and told Jesus about someone that was sick in his house. And he came to Jesus and said, you don't have to go there. Just say the word, because I, too, have a man under authority. And what he was saying was that, Father Jesus, I'm under fleshly authority, and I have authority, but you have spiritual authority. So just send your word, and that's what we're going to do today. So let's come together in prayer because there is no distance in time in regards to prayer when it comes to the word. So, Father, we thank you right now that we have the ability to speak to this thing that's attacking one of yours. We have the authority to speak to it. You told us that, that we can speak to a thing according to your word, and it shall be so. So we speak to it right now. We speak to her pain. We speak to her pancreas. We speak to her kidneys right now in the name of Jesus, that there is no distance, there is no time, that you cannot intervene. You are everywhere, and your word is everywhere. So right now, pain, we come against you in the name of Jesus. Pancreas, we come against you in the name of Jesus. Kidneys, right now, you be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you, well, Father, what Jesus has already done, and we are standing in faith based on those, what he has already done. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Minister John. Um, that was a good example about the centurion. Yes, yes, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I just add, and I know all the others on the line this morning, we come in agreement with that prayer for this individual, that they will be healed and set free from all that has them bound in their body. Hallelujah. Well, at this time, we always like to come back and ask the one that brought the devotion if they have any further thoughts. Minister Rodney, do you have anything else that you would like to share with us this morning? I just want to encourage every believer on the line um, this morning that when the enemy attacks and you feel like your walls are down or you feel like you may be in a place of vulnerability, remember 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3, but the Lord is faithful. 
and he will strengthen you and he will protect you from the evil one. That's it. Amen. Thank you. Bishop, how about you? Do you want to share anything this morning? Listen, it's all well said by Rodney. God bless you all, and I pray you have a great day. Great job. Amen. Amen. It was a great job. Uh, You know, I like Bishop's statement, and so I want to end with that this morning. It says, a gospel a day will keep the enemy away. A gospel a day will keep the enemy away. Get in the word. Submerge yourself in the word. Soak it up. Let it just flood your heart this day. And if you're struggling, get a hold of someone to come in agreement with you, to stand with you, to encourage you, to pray with you. And if you need to, you know, you can contact any of us in leadership. And we will pray with you. We'll stand with you. So let's close out with a word of prayer. Father, your word tells us where two or three are gathered together in your name. And there's more than two or three of us this morning, Father. There you are in the midst. We know that you have been in the midst of us this morning. We felt your presence. We heard it through the word that was spoken. Father, we pray that we have honored you as you have blessed us this morning with your presence. And so, Father, I pray this over your people this morning. And it comes out of Psalms 91. And it tells us that when we, when we sit under the shadow of El Shaddai, that we are hidden in the strength of you, Father, the one most high. You are the hope that holds us and the stronghold that will shelter us. You are the only God for us, and you are our great confidence. You, Father, will rescue us from every hidden trap that the enemy would present to us and that you will protect us from every false accusation, every false word, and from any deadly curse. Coronavirus cannot touch us, Father, because we are sheltered under the shadow of El Shaddai. So, Father, we thank you, and I plead the blood of Jesus over your people this morning, that, Lord, their faith has risen. It has risen to a height where the enemy cannot even find us, because faith, faith keeps our hope alive. And, Father, we know that your hand of mercy, your hand of grace, is upon us this day and that we seek direction by the Holy Spirit and from the word of God that it is saturating us it is flooding our hearts as we 
spend time in your presence. May it flood and may it go to every corner of our heart so that our heart is right, our heart is pure, our heart can stand in strong faith knowing that you, Father, hold us in the very palm of your hand and that no evil of any kind can befall us. We are grateful to you, Father God, for everything that you have done for us and that you have already got planned for us. We thank you that your word is a light to our feet and a lamp unto our path and that we are on the path that leads to victory, Father. We are not a defeated foe. We are victorious. And that you hold us, you hold us up with your victorious right hand. And we love you this morning, Father. We love you. And we are grateful, grateful for the blessings that you give to us. And we can look around, Father, and, and be discouraged, but we choose not to look around. We choose to look heavenward. We choose to see you in your glory and in your beauty and all that you are. So we're grateful. And these times, Father, we need you. We need your presence. We need your strength. We need the hope that comes from our faith in you. Now be with us throughout this day, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. And we're going to take this time now to worship our God together. Kathy, if you will open the lines. Thank you. <laughs> 